What up, world? Welcome back to my podcast, Cut the Process. It's your host here, Hamp, and today we're going to have another guest star, my aunt, Kimberly. Introduce yourself, please. Hello, I'm Terrence's aunt, Kimberly M. Denise, author, playwright, and independent business owner. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Today, we're going to switch it up a little bit, and we're going to talk about the black community. Uh, I feel in the black community, have a lot of big influencers that have helped us and come from rugged, tough situations that made it out. Uh, today, I'm going to talk about uh, one of my favorite influencers, Inky Johnson. Inky Johnson uh, is one of the top motivational speakers in the world, and he always talks about that two-bedroom home, 14 people, where he used to sleep on the floor and got a chance to sleep in the bed once every week. He slept on the floor with roses and rats with his eight other cousins and his uncles who were in and out of prison. Uh, Inky went to uh, a horrible high school where the, uh, the graduation rate was lower than a dropout rate, which is just crazy to think, knowing that I come from a school where the graduation rate is almost about 95%. Uh, Inky Johnson went on uh, to get off of the Tulane, not Tulane, my fault, Tennessee University, which was his only offer. He got hurt his freshman year, sophomore year, and broke out, had a breakout year after his senior year and got an offer. Uh, he went there and became a starter his third year, and he got hurt after after uh, two after two games, after being told that he was about to get drafted, be a first round draft pick, and his career was ended. But that didn't stop him. His faith was strong, and he kept going, and he became one of the top motivational speakers in the world. Now, it's Kim. Yeah. How do you feel? How do you feel the? How do you feel the? How do you feel the? The government. Do you do you feel the government sets up the black community to fail, or the black community doesn't set up the next generations to succeed? That's an interesting question because the failure of the black community is rooted in slavery. It's not just a simple and plain matter of the government is allowing us to fail because of the way slavery was structured to separate families, to emasculate the male, to sexualize the woman, it is still very evident in our culture and our society today. So these types of attitudes and behaviors have been ingrained within us, I believe, intertwined within our DNA because you have generation after generation after generation after generation just kind of repeating the same cycle. So I can't say it's just a failure of the government. It's also a failure of our community to not seek to break more of these ties to the things that hinder us. A very interesting book 
is The Miseducation of the Negro by Carter G. Woodson. And even though it was written many, many years ago, I believe the late 20s, early 30s, the the validity of his points about the education system and employment and neighborhoods is still very valid today. So it's, it's a lot. You can't just say it's the government. It is on the community as well. We do have to take responsibility for our behaviors and thoughts. So. Well, I'm a strong believer in trusting the process. And in certain instances, you can't, like people are, certain situ- are in certain situations where they can't fail. And a lot of times it's in the black community where if I go to jail, the next generation can be just dead because I went to jail. Because I feel sometimes you're in a situation where you could, if I was to make it to the league, I could set up my next two generations, but if I went to jail, I'm failing the next two generations. But if you go to jail, it doesn't necessarily mean that your entire life is a failure either. And just because you go to the league, it doesn't necessarily mean that your entire life is going to be a success. So, with that being said, it takes a lot of personal introspection in order to set up future generations. And what I mean by that is you have to break the curses in your own life in order to set the future generations up. In other words, make sure that future generations aren't living your life. Nothing is guaranteed, whether it seems like you're going to be a success or whether it it looks like you're just going to completely fail. And that goes into personal determination and not allowing your circumstances to fix you into a certain position. You can always do better, always, regardless of where you've come from. You can always do better. My mom always tells me that what's for me is for me and can't miss me because God has that plan for you. But how can you remain faithful if everything's went wrong? Everything, if I'm, if I came, if I was born into a predicament where I, single parent home, I have, I'm not eating every night. I'm sleeping on the floor, roaches and rats. And, and I'm in and out of prison. How do you remain faithful and know God has a plan for you? Well, that's all part of the plan itself. And again, we cannot believe that everything is going to be hunky-dory and peaches and cream in life. The fact of the matter is struggle builds character. Struggle builds personality. Struggle builds a certain type of humbleness. If you notice people who really don't have struggle in their life they just kind of float on through they really don't have any any substance and it's not to insult anyone it's just the honest truth so while I've had my own struggles trust me I understand that it's hard to say well God you have this for me and I know eventually it's going to come 
that's very difficult. But it's not realistic to always want to be in a positive state of mind. It's okay to be negative sometimes. It's okay to feel like, oh my God, this is never going to happen. That's okay. And I think that's something important that we need to realize too, that you're not going to be happy 100% of the time. You are not going to believe in yourself 100% of the time. You are not going to believe that you have this bright future 100% of the time because things that can go wrong will. The important factor is not staying there. You have to pull yourself out of that. But it's a good thing to acknowledge and feel, but then you move forward. You can't completely ignore it. It's a balance. Sometimes a difficult one, but it's a balance. Why has why has God chosen us to be oppressed? Why not the whites? Why not the why why the whites don't have to go through anything the black people have to go through? Um, that's I'm gonna give you my whole theory about this um, black and white thing um, because I'm of the mindset that we are all from the original people, Africans in the motherland. We're all descended from them. We are them. I think it's a perception that white folks don't struggle. And while you may see them walking down the street, seemingly that their lives are unaffected by certain things, that is that is not a correct perception they they also struggle with things they also have problems they also have troubles they also have issues they they deal with things just like we do however for black people or afro natives as i like to call us because we are indigenous to this entire land afro natives have had such a struggle because you know we have been oppressed for so very long and we've just kind of stayed in that mindset but because everyone steals from our culture everyone just kind of takes from us and builds their own thing it does seem like we're the only ones that are affected by certain things and I, I do believe to a certain extent we do have it the worst as far as a lot of things in the world go However, again, that can all be changed, but it has to be changed on a collective basis, not just individually. Although individual levels, it's very important. But again, as a collective, we need to be we need to be healed as a as a whole. So I wouldn't necessarily say we get it the worst. I think between media and other sources, it would seem that way. That's the perception that people want our community to have. Why? Because it keeps us in that oppressed mindset. But that's not necessarily the truth. You just gotta take a step back sometimes and really pay attention to what's going on. Okay, this is the last question before we end the show. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about whites coming into the black communities 
and pushing us out. Gentrification, how do you feel about it? I feel like it is a complete and utter disgrace. <laughs> um, I feel like it is, again, going back to kind of a tribal thing. Um, inferior tribes often went on the war path, so to speak, to take over territories of their enemies. And I know it seems so outrageous to some, but again, I feel like the Caucasian community, they do a lot to try to prove their level of importance and their wealth and their ability to get things you know, done and moving and quote-unquote change. This is change for the better kind of thing, and that's not necessarily true. But again, we are, and I'm talking about the Afro-Native community, we are so wrapped up in the wrong things that we forget about what truly matters and what truly matters is community but so many people just are controlled by money 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 is is what's truly at the heart of gentrification money whoever comes in with the money and can put the money in my hands that's who gets this property that's who gets to take over this neighborhood that's all gentrification is about money and again media and other sources tell us that money is important. So who has who has a lot of the money? Okay. Right. Right. So they come into vulnerable areas, flash some cash, and there you go. That's also on the politicians too, because politicians are also controlled by money regardless of what color they are. So it has a lot to do with them too. But that is another topic for another time. <laughs> well, Auntie Kim, it was a great time having you on the show. You gave me a little different outlook on some of these problems in the black community. I look forward to having you on a later segment. But today's show was good. Anytime, Young Hampton. I enjoyed it. Thank you very much for having me on. Okay, well, see you guys on episode three of Trust the Process.